Hello, everyone. We're happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is The Chat. And on this particular episode of The Chat, we talk to folks who are making a difference in the lives of people, people who uh, are using their gifts and talents and skills to, uh, and their hearts, servants' hearts, to uh, improve the part of the world that we walk on every day and fulfill the calling for their life. And we're glad you could be here. And I'm very happy to have uh, in studio today two of my very good friends to talk about what they do and how they do it. Paul and Bobby Abel. Paul, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Dwight. How are you today? I am well. Oh, good. And Bobby? I'm doing well also. Thank, thank you. you. for Thank you for coming and, uh, and sharing what we're going to be talking about. I know our audience is going to love it. I know uh, it's uh, making a difference in the lives of a lot of people. It has to do with, Paul and Bobby, this idea, this vision, this uh, thing that you've turned into a ministry that has to do with horses and challenged children. And as it evolved, and we'll get into how the name was uh, came about later on, but as it as it's evolved, it's called Manus Hannah. Now, I know that there's uh, some folks in our audience that, that know something about Manus Hannah, uh, maybe by participating and by being involved in one way or another. Many who probably don't, we're going to be talking about that. But this all started, um, by the way, Paul and Bobby, in case you had the same last name, they are married to each other and have been for a long time. 30 years. 30 years. Well. Long time. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they work together. And by the way, we're good friends. Known them for a while. We go to church together. And we uh, just, uh, Kathy and I just enjoy the relationship personally that we have them. Horses and challenged children. Okay, now, and, and I'm not sure if one of you or both of you, but it, I'm always amazed, Paul and Bobby, as, as as life goes along for me and how, how God works. Uh, it's wonderful to serve an all-knowing God. He takes something that we have a love and a passion for, our gifts, our talents, our skills, our vision, and he uses it for his honor and glory. Now, the last uh, last week we had on the show a lady who makes fudge. And she blesses people with her fudge, and it's become her ministry. It's called Leroy's Fudge. So there's all kind. Of, and today we're talking about horses and challenged children. But both of you, or maybe one of you, but but this all this this love for horses started long before man is Hannah. Talk about your early love just for horses, uh, Paul, Bobby, whomever wants to start. Uh, well, I was horse crazy from the age of two years old, and I had an imaginary horse named Fancy. 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 Now, I we, could not understand why we could not keep her in the bathroom, <laughs> why we could not keep a horse in the bathroom. But uh, Now, she was, not, she was transparent. Was imaginary, okay. yes. Okay, no, no stick. Horse. It wasn't a stick. No. It wasn't a rocking horse. Just a, a figment of your imagination. Absolutely. Okay. And so every time someone said that I could ride their Shetland pony or horse, I was right there. And uh, I remember being five years old and, There was a lady that would watch us, and she had me come and spend the night at her home. And they had this huge uh, workhorse, and I got to sit on it and walk maybe five minutes, and I thought I was in heaven riding that big horse. This was a real horse, a real Real workhorse, and you got on it as a six-year-old. Yes. And were changed forever. Yes. That was the first time you ever on a horse. Yes. Ever, okay. Right. So you went from fancy the, imag- the the imaginary horse to riding this big workhorse. Right. So early in life, you had this fascination, this love for horses. Absolutely. I would draw them. Uh, I'd pretend I was galloping through the fields on a horse. And anytime someone would say, you want to come over and ride? You know, we were there. 
And uh, then growing up, I don't know if people remember, there was milk that you could cut out the these coupons on them. You get so many. On the milk cartons? Milk cartons. I remember that. Uh, go on a ride around this little horses going around the circle. So we'd do that once a month. So I get to ride one time going around the circle on little ponies. A real ponies. A real ponies. Did, and so as early, Bobby, as you can remember, you had a love for horses. Absolutely. When you imagine. By the way, we're glad you're with us. This is the chat. I'm your host, Rod Henry. Visiting day with my friends, Paul and Bobby Abel. We're talking about Manus Hannah Ministry. Paul, did you have a similar, I mean, did you, when did you realize that you had a, for lack of a better term, a fancy for horses? <laughs> or did that happen? Or, or did it happen just uh, since Santa? Or have you, have you always enjoyed the animals? I've always enjoyed horses. Uh, I think every kid that grows up is fascinated by horses and uh, has an initial uh, attraction to them. Of course, in in my era, uh, I was uh, indoctrinated with uh, westerns on TV and. Hopalong Castine and Roy Rogers and Lone Ranger and you name it. They all had horses. We all uh, we all were cowboys and uh, we all loved riding horses and so uh, any chance any time we ever got a chance to make that a reality, well, we always took it. Whether it was outside uh, the store on that uh, twenty five cent pony that you could make it. <laughs> I right remember right. those. Yeah. yeah, we loved those things. Oh yeah. Of course, we never had twenty five cents. But <laughs> have to ask our parents for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I've, I've always said, "Really, they were only a dime. You should have lived oh, longer." Really? Yeah, it was a dime. Well, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> I, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt it. But you're, so, exactly. these are great stories. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. That's uh, but that's that's where it started, and then uh, as we grew into adulthood, uh, I, I remember being able to go on a, a trail ride uh, with uh, like an a uh, theme park or something, you know, where they had horses set up for that. And so I got to do that once or twice in my lifetime, and I always enjoyed it. And uh, even once once when we got married, uh, we were able to do that once or twice in Florida on a, I can't remember the name of the ranch, but uh, you paid them $20 and you take a trail ride. Take you know. a trail ride on a horse. So I had one good experience and one bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't change my love for horses. Evidently, the bad experience didn't scare you to the point that you no, stopped it, loving horses. It didn't. It didn't bother me at all. You know, so. I'm I'm um, I, I'm sitting here listening to both of you, thinking about myself and my cousin Sharon. We were about the same age. We would go to my grandmother's house on Sunday afternoon, and as all of the family did, 25, 30, 40 of us, where my grandma would cook on a wood stove, and it's just mm-hmm. something we did on Sunday afternoons. And after we after we finished eating, Sharon and I would go out and get a couple of these tobacco sticks, you know, tobacco sticks uh-huh. that they, that they uh, would, would put tobacco on, and I would put one between my legs, she would put one between her legs. We'd take a piece of binder twine, a piece of string, wrap it around the top, put it between our legs. She became Dell Evans. I became Roy Rogers, and the two tobacco <laughs> right. sticks. The two tobacco sticks became Trigger and Buttermilk, which was Dell Evans' horse was Buttermilk, and we would just have the best time pretending like we were on a horse. Yeah, isn't that a fascinating? Fascinating. And I, I and I, as I heard you all share, I'm thinking my mind goes back to yeah, mm-hmm. Sweetwater, Tennessee, where we where we did that every single it Sunday. It was a afternoon. common experience in our day. 
Yeah, it was. Hey, uh, we appreciate you being here. We're going to come back and talk some more with uh, Paul and Bobby Abel and specifically about the ministry of Manus Hannah. Stay with us. The chat continues in just a moment. We're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, visiting today with my friends, Paul and Bobby Abel, and their ministry, which involves, as we talked about earlier, horses and challenged children. And we spent the first segment talking about their early love for horses and how we all are at an early age fascinated, maybe not to the extent that you folks were, but by horses. So here it comes. You both have this early love for horses. And and then, so let's evolve Bobby into, okay, there it was. That was just in your heart. That was just a part of who you are from, from your imaginary horse named Fancy till the first time you rode and Paul, a trail ride and, and all that you experienced there. And and so out of this has evolved now the ministry of Manus Hannah. But talk about, as you begin to think about, how did you combine in your mind, in your vision, this matter of taking horses and really making a difference in the life of uh, lives of challenged children? Well, I went to college to be a special ed teacher because I felt like teachers put limits on kids. And I saw it when I had my son, when he had a a teacher that was normally taught sixth grade, but he was in the fourth grade. And she expected them to develop just like a sixth grader. And he did. And he excelled because her expectation of those kids was not fourth graders, but sixth graders. And so... Uh, then I saw a young man, well, he was four years old, take his first steps after riding a pony the day before at church, and he had cerebral palsy. He never walked before, and he took his first steps. And the that, day after he rode a pony? The day after he rode so a pony. So there was some association between his riding a pony and him being able to take his first step. Right, because the, the horses mimic the way we walk. And so he had never felt that before. So he was able to, I don't know what happened, but it was amazing to see that him actually take those first steps. And so that was the seed for Manus Hannah. When you saw that happen. When I saw that happen. And it was five years later that we actually became very serious about our ministry and making a difference in the lives of individuals with special needs. Before we talk about how the ministry has grown, Paula, what you talk about, maybe let me ask you one more question. Okay, so there is something, and I don't, I haven't wrapped my mind around it either. But when I, I remember when you first shared this vision, we were going to church together about horses and challenged children. I just, I just didn't get it, and I really didn't get it till I came up to your place there up on the mountain and saw saw how these children were reacting. How, how is it that that there can be a bond? And that just in a relationship with that horse can help them move forward, these children, in so many areas of their life. How does that happen? Uh, is that a fair question? <laughs> is that, the answer, I don't know. That is uh, a heavy question. Yes, go ahead. Paul, yeah, jump in there, Paul. If you like. Uh, well, I, I didn't know initially, but we've been doing this for 10 years, and uh, I have learned, I learned after, actually about the second year into it, because when we first started, I thought, well, this is just going to be a series of pony rides, you know. And I didn't have any clue that they were actually going to get something out of it. But they do. Uh, and we have a survey that the parents fill out when the session is over at the end of the year. And uh, it asks them, uh, was there improvement in this area or not, in this area or not, in this area. And it goes down through a list of about uh, 8 to 10, 12, 15 
areas of uh, physical ability, cognitive ability, uh, balance, uh, emotions, attitudes, uh, discipline. Are they minding? Do they, you know, and uh, of course it's different, obviously, for every student, but the parents fill these out, and uh, when we get them back at the end of the year, uh, we uh, discovered quite by surprise that uh, we're making a huge difference in these children's lives because they were checking uh, yes in the the good, better, best, and uh, some of them were percentage levels, uh, how much better and so uh, we uh, we compiled it. that into a yeah. report, and we print it out uh, and publish it every year. And so we have discovered that uh, what we're doing makes a decided difference, sometimes uh, 50 to 75% better improvement in all of these different areas. And that was an eye-opener yeah. well, uh, because it validated what we're doing, and, and then I the could horse, prove it. Right, and then the horses respond to those children and if they've never like we have i call them helicopter parents because they do everything for their child and they're and so the horse when they're out there with the horses it's like they're taking care of that animal it gives them a sense of responsibility the child is is, they groom we have them do the same thing every week so that they're building that bond with that horse and the horses look forward to the children, and they respond to those children like sheriff. When those little ones come out, he's our pony. He wants to see them. He don't want you to just lead him out to the mounting block and let the kids ride. He wants to physically meet and greet that child every single time. Wow. You know, so so these these children, and we'll talk about more of the mechanics, how it works, and the length of the program, that sort of thing. So these children... Not just say, not just ride. All they do, they develop a relationship with these horses in terms of grooming, in terms of riding, in terms of right. just being there. And over the period of time that they're involved with Manasana for the for the program, as a result of that, Paul, just based on what you just said, uh, they have improvement in all these areas of their life. I Absolutely. mean, that still is a, fascinating to me. Absolutely, and then a lot of. Uh, one of the big things that we've noticed is um, when the parents and the teachers are noticing at school is they're willing to take chances where they weren't before. The children. Or they're able to talk out uh, more. Like we, our very first student uh, would have meltdowns because he had autism. And so after riding for uh, four months, he went back to school. And he was able to tell his teacher, I need to go to the quiet corner because I'm, and she would send him there and he wouldn't have that meltdowns that he normally had. And the relationship with the horses caused this child to be able to do that. Correct. You know, that, that is. It builds self-confidence. Yeah. So that they hadn't, because they've been out there, Paul, and been able maybe to, just the fact they've been able to accomplish something with that horse, that, that self-confidence for lack of a better term, yes. sloshed over to other areas of their life. Absolutely. Wow. And 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 the horses look forward to it. Absolutely. And they get to know these children. Yes. Wow. This is a fascinating conversation. We're so glad you're with us on the, on the chat today. Uh, my guests are my friends Paul and Bobby Abel. 
They are founders and directors of a ministry of vision called Manna's Hannah. We're going to come back in just a moment and talk about how that name came about and more about how they're making the difference in the lives of children. Stay with us. The chat continues in just a moment. We're back on the chat. Happy to have you with us. I'm your host. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. And my guests today are my friends, Paul and Bobby Abel. We're talking about the ministry, the vision of Manus Hannah, where horses makes the difference in the lives of challenged children. Manus Hannah. Manus Hannah. Now, that's a, tell me about how that particular name was given to the vision you had and the ministry you established. Well, Manna, our... Uh our ranch is called Mana Acres Pasifino Ranch because we had Pasifinos. We moved down here from Florida. Uh, but so manna means God provides, just like, like he did to the Israelites. The bread, the manna. The bread. And so we knew we wanted it manna, something. And so I had asked God, I said, this is your ministry. What do you want to name it? Well, he woke me up at 4 o'clock one morning with, Helping achieve needed agility. So Hannah is an acronym for H-A-N-A, Hannah. Helping achieve needed agility. Okay. And so that was the name that that became our name for our writing center. And that was Paul. You said uh, that was what ten. I mean, how many years now? Ten. You've been doing this for ten years. Correct. Ten years. We started in two thousand eleven. Oh, okay. Now, lest I forget, because we, uh, if we come back to uh, right. come back to this, uh, I want Hannah is a not-for-profit organization, a ministry. Uh, they're they're based on our conversation already. There are probably some folks listening that want to learn more to reach out to you. Maybe they maybe they have a child that they want to get involved in the program. Maybe they like to make a donation. Maybe they like to volunteer. Some other things. I know. Uh, how can how can how can they find you? How can they access more information about Manas Hannah? Okay, uh, they can go to our website www.manahannahana com and look up under volunteers or participants if they want their child to come and ride uh, we need a doctor's release for those child for the children to come because of uh, we need to make sure we're able to handle the child and we need a, that doctor's release that's critical volunteers we're always looking for volunteers 13 and up is our ideal age if you're retired and able to walk what better way to give back than to be outside and help children with special needs? Uh, let's say you don't have any horse experience. That's not a problem because we do a, a training in March where everybody learns what to do, and it's hands-on learning. Besides, uh, we give a booklet, and so there's a formal training, three-and-a-half-hour training in order to do to train the volunteers. volunteers. Absolutely. And, and what are the same some of the things the volunteers might do? What? Well, if they're a horse have horse experience, they can lead the horse. If not, then they would walk beside the child to make sure they're safe on that horse. And so for each child that's coming in, we have one leader that concentrates solely on the horse and then two sidewalkers that their main focus is that child to make sure they're safe while they're riding. And that and, and more is what the volunteers do. So, Paul, let me ask you this. Okay, so we're talking about uh, the involvement with horses making a difference on so many levels for these challenged children. Talk about the program itself. Someone come to a parent will bring the child to the ranch. 
uh, how long, how, how, how many months, how often do they come, what do they experience? Uh, talk about just the, the length of the program itself. Okay. Uh, the child, when they first come and apply, uh, we go through a uh, evaluation. Evaluation. Thank you. Uh, with Miss Bobby, and she evaluates the child and their abilities. Uh, we test them on a stationary horse and uh, see how they do on that. And uh, so then we decide uh, if they're going to be a good fit or not. And then we have to go over the medical records to see uh, if they're going to be uh, physically able to do uh, what we are going to require them to do, which would be sit up on the horse. Some of our children have had uh, almost no trunk strength at all and couldn't maintain their balance. So we uh, at one point bought a special saddle that has a back on it, and they actually are kind of like strapped in there so they can't fall off. Uh, But anyway, so that's the first process. Once they uh, are accepted into the system, then we have – Four sessions, spring, summer, winter, fall, or fall, winter. And the, do they do they come weekly to the ranch or do they come down? Once often? a week. Yeah, they ride once a week. Okay. And it's according to their age and their attention span, it's either 30 minutes if they're younger to an, uh, 45 minutes once a week. And then our sessions run April, May. And then in June, we split it into two sessions, June and July. Uh so if the parents need are on vacation or need a break or volunteers need a break, they're able to do that. But uh, and your students are not just limited to one session. Some of them have been with you for the, oh, oh yes, ten yeah. years, yes. ten years. Some yeah, of them. Yes. Some, so they, they it's not like they do one session and they're finished. They come as long as they care to, as long as they need to, as long as it's making a difference in their life. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And so you and you see remarkable, Paul. As you talked about earlier, remarkable changes at all levels. I've got to ask you this: We've got a couple of minutes left in the show, and you have some very special needs. And I've heard you talk about Bobby that you know it's a not for profit. I mean, there've been t- there were times in the early going where you said, "God, you know, uh, at, we've got a need here, and if you don't need to meet the need, boom, we're closing the doors." And sh- by the thousands of dollars a need was met. Absolutely. But one of the best stories I've heard is 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 this mountain moving faith, Paul, that you've you know, horses <laughs> horses take in a lot of food, a lot of hay, but they also what goes in comes out and when it comes out we call it manure. Mm-hmm. And you gotta deal with that. Talk about talk about your, your uh, well, I, that yeah, I love talking about this. Uh, each average thousand pound horse produces fifty pounds of manure a day. Wow. Uh, they don't do it all at once. But uh Six times a day. Is yeah, that's we right. have six horses. We have six horses, yeah. So uh, that adds up to a, a whole lot of manure. That's it. And I'm the only one that picks it up, uh, <laughs> typically. We do have some volunteers come out occasionally. but uh, So I have to put all that stuff in a, a, a manure stall, and then it, it mounds up. In about three months, it, it turns into a huge mountain of manure. And uh, I've had a lot of trouble getting rid of it. I had to... Put an ad on LSN to uh, uh, free manure and, and just come and get it, you know. And it worked for a little while, but uh, after a couple of years there, it got to a point where uh, not only did my stall fill up, but the uh, back of the barn filled up. So 
I had to start believing God and requesting. <laughs> and you've had to move of, this mountain yeah. for me. And sure enough, just like with meeting financial needs or whatever else need you have, someone shows up and they move the mountain. Absolutely, out. every hey, time. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I've been talking with my friends Paul and Bobby Abel about the ministry of Manus Hannah. So glad that you could be with us. Thank you very much. Please join us next time for the chat.